hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and hope you guys had a terrific weekend. And just to give you guys a heads up, we have the Purple Sticks back in stock. Yes, we do. We just got a fresh pallet in, brand new batch ready to go, ready to keep everybody rocking and rolling as normal. So be sure to check them out on the website or give us a call. We have the single boxes. We have the three-pack. We have the case slots. Whatever you need, let us know. We'll be happy to take care of you the best we possibly can. You can order them on the website or just give us a call. We'll be happy to take the order over the phone, healthmasters.com. Thank you so much for your support. And be sure to keep Louisiana in your prayers right now. Uh, they obviously, you guys have seen, they got hit with a massive, massive hurricane. And, you know, I've been there, done that. Dad's been there, done that. If you lived in Florida, you've been there, done that a lot of times. And it's a horrible situation. And uh, they're saying now that there's roughly at least uh, a million-plus people without power in Louisiana and Mississippi on Monday. And there's tons of linemen and teams going out there, obviously. There's horrific flooding. And the thing about this is that really bothers me is that this was not, in my opinion, just a normal storm that just popped up and showed up out of nowhere, considering the fact that it literally landed on the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina was not coincidental whatsoever. And it wasn't coincidental to me, especially with this gigantic, horrific situation that's occurring in Afghanistan right now with what happened to the Marines last week with now this apparently these retired veterans that went in as a private security team to try to extract people. They've now basically gotten zero support. All the local military, the U.S. military has basically been told to stand down and don't give them an extract. Um, this whole thing is turning into more and more of a controlled theater to do the best they can to destabilize what's going on in that country and make it as horrific as possible. And at the same time, this is the, this is the part that a lot of people haven't even seen. This is what I've told everybody about locally here in this country. More than 95% of the Gulf of Mexico's oil production facilities were shut down by Sunday, regulators said, indicating the storm is going to have a massive impact on the energy supply, and I sent an email out and a link out to a lot of my friends last night, and I said, dude, if you got your vehicle, go fill it up. I went and filled up my truck. I filled up Lana's truck. I tapped everything off with that because, quite frankly, not only do I think the prices are going to have a huge spike, we may also start having supply shortages considering the fact, too, whether or not this happens or not, there's been the rumors that these semi-truck drivers may possibly do a big strike on Tuesday, on tomorrow, August 30th. Now, whether or not that happens, I don't know. I'm not planning on it, but there's been a lot of rumors of them basically having enough of what's going on, especially now with a lot of these companies trying to mandate they have to get an injection in order if they want to keep driving, which is the stupidest thing you ever heard, especially for semi-truck drivers because, I mean, they grind and drive all day, and the amount of contact they have with people in most cases is very minimal because they're driving all the time. So to try to force them to get an injection is a complete and total idiotic move. And so we'll see what happens this week with it. But, yes, I would definitely recommend if you're in the southeast, you tap off with fuel if you didn't already do so because – what happened yesterday in Louisiana was pretty bad. This hurricane definitely wiped them out. And what's interesting, too, about this is while all this stuff's going on 
while we're seeing this giant debacle in Afghan, which they're trying to obfuscate with what happened with Louisiana yesterday, nobody's addressing the fact that Ralph Northam from governor, the governor from Virginia, just confirmed that there's been 14,000 Afghans that have been flown into Dulles International Airport in Dulles, Virginia over the last 12 days in an evacuation plan from Afghanistan while there's still Americans over there. Mass migration advocates that are now – this is reported on Breitbart – are now saying they want at least 1.2 million Afghans resettled in the United States, and there you have – the big reason for this planned failure in Afghanistan now, 1.2 million refugees resettled as fast as physically possible. And the disturbing part about this from Breitbart, they're saying now that from the top down, it's being fast-tracked to get as many Afghans screened and vetted through DHS as fast as possible, but they're not requiring any documentation or proof of identity. DHS, which is facilitating the resettlement, has refused to disclose how many Afghans have been arrived in the United States already. And they said with approach from the administration, this is basically off Breitbart, they have said get as many people on the plane and we'll sort out the immigration visa stuff later. Some people are being landed with no documentation whatsoever. Now, again, I don't find this to be coincidental at all, and what's interesting about this, after arriving in Dulles, Afghan, they said the next settlement of Afghans to be resettled will be in Florida, Texas, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and basically uh, more continued in Arizona. Now, I kind of had to stop and read those states for a second because those are very specific on Breitbart for what they said. Florida, Texas, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Now, we already know Florida and Texas are being overwhelmed right now with already population resettlement from blue states. Florida is absolutely insane. Texas is being bombarded right now. Not only that, we're super conservative states. You have Arizona, which that's still pretty conservative. You have Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Why in the world aren't they resettling them to California if that's where they want to – why aren't they resettling them to New York? Why aren't they putting them in states, these blue states that want to pretend that they want to do all this resettlement programs? Why are they sending them to the states that are already being bombarded with people? This, again, in my opinion, is not coincidental whatsoever, but is being used as a very specific, orchestrated, and coordinated attempt to completely and totally obfuscate what's going on and completely ruin the population here in this country. And I'm not picking on anybody from Afghanistan. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is we already got a taste of this, of what happened in Europe. When Germany started to let in hundreds of thousands of Syrian migrants completely unvetted, I have relatives over there. Europe is pretty much turned into a failed country for the most part. Nobody wants to talk about it. You go to Paris, there's mattress cities all down Paris. Germany, you have giant hordes of Muslim migrants running around. You might not remember the raping and pillaging and robbing and stabbing that constantly goes on. When you take individuals from these countries that they're not really educated in United States uh, norms and values, they're just, just not there. They've never been there. I, I remember talking to one of my buddies who deployed after he did two tours in Afghanistan. This is back in, I think, 07 and 08. 
And he said it was interesting. He said, because you drive around, he goes, they'd be in some of these really, really isolated parts of Afghanistan. You know, and they talk to the local people and stuff. And he goes, you're running around in MRAPs and, you know, armor personnel carriers. He goes, a lot of these kids and people have never seen much more than a camel and an old pickup truck. He goes, they thought we were like Batman riding in. They didn't know what to think of us. He goes, we were like this, this giant monster coming on the stage. They never witnessed anything like this. He goes, they walk around and ride camels everywhere and ride horses. He goes, they, they don't know anything normal like we do as far as being exposed to this. And so you take these individuals now and you drop them into a first world country that has extremely strict norms and values as an American society. They don't integrate. It has nothing to do with being racist or being bigoted. It has everything to do with understanding how certain cultures do not men together whatsoever, especially if there's not any type of introduction into that culture. They're saying here that there's no documentation. They're not requiring any identification, photo ID, passports, nothing. They're literally loading them on a plane, dropping them off in Virginia. The plane's going up and flying back and refueling. And they're basically going through Homeland Security processing, and they get a check. And, hey, enjoy America, guys. If you don't think that's going to end up extremely horrific for some of these states, then you haven't seen what's happened in Europe or even in Dearborn, Michigan. So definitely something to see right now. And I encourage everybody continue to spread the truth of what's going on. Yesterday, I went by racetrack, the uh, gas station. There's a big racetrack over in Auburndale. They usually have pretty good price fuel, diesel fuel. And so I went over there and wanted to go fill up, as I told you guys earlier. And so this is like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. You know, I'm starting to feel a lot better. I'm bouncing back. I'm feeling like I'm with the living this weekend now. Uh, pretty much not COVID, completely out. I got a little bit of fatigue. Sometimes I got to take a nap in the afternoon. So thank you for the emails. I had a lot of people checking up on me. I haven't responded to them. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing great. Family's doing great. And so anyways, I went over to racetrack. And I get to racetrack, right? And Sunday afternoon, a lot of times, I'll stop by there and fill up fuel on the way back from church or something like that. And the place is packed I mean, like, you have to sometimes look for a pump, and they have a ton of pumps, parking lots packed. And I pull up, and it's me, and there's a Jeep. That's it. All the pumps are open. And I'm like, this is odd. Whole parking lot's empty. There's, like, two cars in the parking lot, and they're, like, people standing outside talking. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And I see two guys pull up. And they walk out. They walk to the front door, and they start pitching a fit and yelling and cussing at the front door, and they can't get in. And I'm like – I got it. I got to I got to figure out what's going on. There's this racetrack, you know, downtown Auburndale, basically, like the biggest gas station center in Auburndale. And so I'm going, okay, well, what's going on over here? So I fill the truck and I walk up to the front door, and they walk off. And there's a big sign on the front door. It says, "Sorry, due to staff shortage, we will not be open until 3 p.m." I went, 3 p.m. Like one of the biggest days, everybody's off work, everybody's getting off church, everybody's heading home and stopping to refuel and get stuff from the gas station. You're not even open. I thought, how odd, how fast are we watching socialism play a role? And it's interesting. I posted the video on a social media platform yesterday, and I had probably about 40 people contact me and tell me they thought it was an isolated incident. And they're having the exact same thing happen in their areas. Gas stations are shutting down midday. Restaurants are just shutting down, saying, dude, we don't have any staff. Sorry, we can't be open. 
we can't, we have nothing to do. We can't, we can't do anything. We can't keep everything open. And I was shocked on how many responses I got from it. And this is the first phase of socialism. Now, the thing about it is nobody bothered to pick up on it. I brought this up. What would have happened if I would have gone to the racetrack and I didn't have a credit card and all I had was cash? Okay. I don't have a credit card. I have a debit card. I'm going to pay for cash. I pulled to the pump. I say I need $50 on pump five and I go up to the gas station. It's closed. Well, I can't get gas now, so I got to go to the other gas station across town. So I go to the other gas station. Say the same things happened. Oh, well, how do how do I get gas now? Well, I guess you know I got to go get a friend to you know give me their debit card or give me their credit card, and I'll give them cash if I didn't have it. Okay. So what if I go and all of a sudden now the bank declines it and says, "Sorry, we're having a bank shortage today. We're having a bank outage," which we saw repeatedly last year with credit cards and debit cards going out. Now, all of a sudden, you can't pay for cash with gas. You can't pay for debit card with gas, and nobody's in the gas station. Now, all of a sudden, you have a very significant situation in a very small town that escalates very rapidly. Think about that on a larger scale happening somewhere in like Miami, happening somewhere in like Jacksonville. That fast, you have a massive catastrophe in the area, and everybody starts freaking out immediately because they can't get fuel, and they can't get supplies, and they can't gas up their vehicles. That's A, why I continue to tell everybody, keep your fuel tanks full. I rarely go below a half a tank, period. I try not to ever go below half a tank. When I hit half a tank, that's my Eli. That's how I do it. Now, sometimes I'm not always there, but I continue to always try to stay up with that. Secondly, that's why it's really, really, really important to make sure you have some backup ideas, whether it's you know farmers that have red dye diesel, whether it's some agricultural areas that you may be able to buy fuel off of or something on the backside because this is definitely going to be, in my opinion, one of the first ways they're going to catch everybody with their hand in the cookie jar is with the businesses closing, the fuel systems not being available, and all of a sudden people aren't going to know what to do. We're watching the first phase of socialism right now in this country. They're now giving, I told you guys, like $350 per child per month all the time. I talked to somebody in the email the other day. They said her and her husband, they have four kids. They're married. They make decent money. You know, they, they get by decent. And she said they're getting a check for like $1,400 right now, thirteen or $1,400 a month. They're just getting U.S. Treasury checks every month. She said they've gotten like two of them already. Just every month they're getting a check. She said, we don't even need it. We're doing fine. We're just we're getting these checks every month because it's the thing Biden signed. And remember, this is not on top of the unemployment that people are getting. This isn't on top of the WIC and the housing. Oh, and by the way, the fact that you can't get evicted still after a year and a half. They're still fighting that in court, which is a nightmare for landlords. And you're talking about all the other federal and government subsidies people get a hold of. We're not talking about any of that. So what we're doing is we're building a socialist country right in front of our eyes, and most people don't even realize it's happening right in front of us. And so as we're starting to see the inflationary prices, everything's going through the roof. Everything's basically starting to get more expensive. It's that time that you take a step back and say, okay, what do I want to hedge myself with? Do I want to make sure I have adequate food? Do I want to make sure adequate storage buckets? Do I want to make sure I have adequate supplements, adequate ammo, gold, silver, whatever it may be? It's your choice. I'm not giving you any financial advice. What I'm telling you is it's that time to start thinking about the future. And it's that time to start playing in the head because you can see the writing on the wall right now. Remember, countries never collapse, rarely. Big countries never collapse in a day or a week or a month or even a year. 
Wars don't start in a day over no incident at all. You'll never read in history about how all of a sudden everything was peaceful, everything was happy, and all of a sudden the very next morning everybody was at war. It doesn't happen like that. It's a slow decline. It's issues that arise. It's conflict that escalate. It's things that fume and get further and further and disagreements that escalate. This is how it's starting right now, and this is how the country is being brought to its knees. And so it's so important we do the best we can to continue to stand up for truth, freedom, and righteousness. The SEMA Auto Show just put out a press release. You guys know I'm huge in the vehicle world. I love different vehicles and modifying vehicles. SEMA Auto Show, which is one of my favorite events to go to out in Vegas. If you like vehicles, it's, it's, it's an event like none other. And they just put out a press release. I saw it from an individual, Lacey Blair. She's real big as far as the automotive industry. I know her personally, and she put out a big article and basically said, hey, um, what do you guys think about this? Because they put out a release and said, Mask will be required at the auto convention. Yep. And the AAEC will mandate you have to show your vaccine passport or you will have to be tested. You have to be tested on site to get into the facility. And there's already like 15 different companies I know that have said, done, pulling the trucks. We're getting our refund back. We're no longer going. That is how you handle these situations, and that is what you have to do. We have to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, Dad. Well, often the, the, the whole key is that, you know, we have put up with it for so long. We really have. And, you know, there used to be the amazing adventures of Superman for truth, justice, and the American way. And, and now that American way is gone. It's gone by the way of by genders and trans queers and all the other weird stuff out there. And, and we no longer try to do what we need to do as far as from a Christian standpoint. Truth, justice, and the American way. Truth, the word of God. Justice from the word of God. The American way, Protestant Reformation, founded by Christians primarily in the United States, wanting to get rid of, get out of England and not have to deal with, you know, religious, how should I say, persecution. And this is the thing that we used to have in the United States of America, where you could leave your doors unlocked. You could walk on the sidewalk at night. A few years ago, we had gone up to Whitefish, Montana, Austin and me and Sharon and Lana, his wife, and the girls were walking around, you know, at 10 o'clock at night on the sidewalks, and we didn't have our guns with us. We were completely and totally safe. That's the way it used to be in America when we were basically following the Protestant work ethic and the Christians were running the government, and we basically had justice in America. You know, when a constitutional republic is formed, it can only exist when the people that are running the constitutional republic – are high moral people who basically have values, who are Christians. Otherwise, it can't exist. It never has. You know, you saw what happened with Rome. Though they weren't Christians, they had high moral values. And as they continued to decay and to decay and to decay and allowed the special interest groups to come in, they lost the ability to have a republic and they ended up going into a dictatorship. They were an oligarchy as we have right now in the United States because the NSA and the CIA and all these different people are all deeply involved with basically monitoring and running the United States from the back door, who are all controlled via the international banking cartels and the Kabbalists and the Luciferians who control the money supply. Uh, a friend of mine that we've had on the show several times in the last few years, I didn't agree with some of the stuff that he was promoting, so we didn't have him on the show anymore. Robert David Steele died yesterday, just to give you guys a heads up. Now, I've texted his cell phone number to see if anybody's monitoring it so I can get an uh, – maybe somebody will answer me as to what happened, but he supposedly died of COVID in the hospital, and, I've, and I've, it's all over the Internet. And, you know, I hope it's 
false information. I really do. He was the one who really brought to light about the thousand lily pad bases of the CIA. He massively nailed Zionism. And some of the write-ups say that he had backed off the Zionism issue because he couldn't get support for his website if he continued to talk about Zionism and what Israel was doing as far as monitoring and controlling world affairs through the Rothschild banking cartel, which Israel is their fiefdom. And so all of this stuff, you know, and my deepest condolences to the family of Robert David Steele if he is gone. But right now, this is like breaking news, and I haven't verified it yet from multiple sources, but there are multiple sources saying it, so I bring it to you guys right now. So it's very frustrating to me to have, you know, patriots like Jim Mars, you know, and, you know, Tex Mars, and now, you know, Robert David Steele, and all these different people that have died in just the last few years. But isn't that the goal? Isn't that the goal of these New World Order people to get rid of all of us over the age of 50? to get rid of the baby boomers, to get rid of anybody who remembers what the United States used to be. That's the goal. So, guys, one of the reasons that COVID is so unbelievably bad and that people are dying in the hospitals is this is targeted directly for the people over the age of 50. It really is. If you look at the statistics and the death rates, particularly the people over 70, it really, really has a – it's bad. Now, our mother-in-law, Sharon's mother – Sharon's recovered, by the way. She's got a little bit of a cough left. She's almost 100% better with the COVID. But now her mother, who's like 86, 87 years old, she was hospitalized on, on Saturday with COVID. I mean, this thing is completely ransacking the country, but everybody wants to pretend, some alternative talk show people want to pretend that it's not real. Now, we call it COVID. The actual reality is we don't know what the heck it is. We don't. We have no idea. We don't know if it's COVID or some other pathogen they've released into the environment, especially here in the state of Florida where we still have so much freedom. We don't know what this is. I talked to Jeff Rents the other day, and he goes, well, how do you know they have COVID? Because we know the PCR test is completely ludicrous. It is. But this is some type of bioweapon lung disorder that causes the lungs to get heavy mucus in them, basically filled with fluid, stop absorbing oxygen, and they say that Robert Davis still got put on a ventilator which in most cases, that's a death sentence. So it's so important that we all understand that we've got to maintain the track right now, and we've got to continue to do what needs to be done. Now, people are asking me, I've got emails all weekend, how are you doing living in a leper colony? (laughs) Which, by the way, I think that's funny when you guys say stuff like that to me. Uh, The reality is I've had a sore throat over the weekend, but I've been taking ivermectin, you know, I think since Friday or Saturday, and so I feel fine. My throat's a little, you know, on the Darth Vader side this morning as far as my voice, but uh, I feel good. A little sore throat still. And uh, yesterday I drank a whole bunch of tonic water, which contains quinine, which, by the way, tastes absolutely awful. I found if you mix it with a little bit of pomegranate juice, it's not too bad with ice on it. But they used to use that in Africa. That's why the Brits, when they were in Africa, they always drank gin and tonic because the gin would help kill the taste of the tonic water. And it would help to avoid and keep them from getting malaria. I just thought I'd mention that to you. Now, I'm not promoting gin and tonic. <laughs> I didn't say that. You know, I said I used pomegranate juice yesterday in the tonic, but it's, it's a, it's a wicked taste of stuff, especially if it's hot and, uh, you know, and you don't have anything mixed with it. So guys, it's really important. Get you a physician who'll give you some ivermectin. If you, if you know us personally, we can give you the name of a lady over in, uh, in Winter Haven and we can, you can contact her online and you can at that point, Get her to get you prescriptions to the medical doctor. In fact, it was kind of funny. One of my friends who's a pilot told me, oh, yeah, I know her. She sings in the choir with us. So she's a Christian. So it's kind of interesting to me 
that, you know, we have all of these people kind of coalescing now, and we're all beginning to realize that we have to walk to work together as a team. Now, this Marine Battalion commander who resigned, he actually has a couple videos that have gone viral. He's sitting in an abandoned school bus talking on the video, and Gary sent me that this morning, and I'll thank Gary for it. It says, and here's the, and it made the Daily Mail. It says, Marine Battalion commander resigns after he was relieved of his duties for slamming his superiors over botched Afghanistan exit. Now, remember, he's lieutenant colonel. This isn't a grunt. This man's a lieutenant colonel. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Schiller published a new video online on Sunday addressing his resignation just days after he went viral for calling out his superiors. Schiller's original video criticized Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Miley, among others. He slammed the military for leaving the Bagram Air Base before all Americans and their allies had the chance to be evacuated. Schiller has now said that the military needs a revolution. His words, not mine. His family and Marines he has served with who praise his courage for speaking out. Now, I'm going to to post this. You can watch this video online. It's already gone viral. But it's really important that you understand that the Marine Corps and the military personnel, the many of them, even though Obama tried to purge all the patriots, don't agree with this. They don't agree at all with what's happening here in the United States. They don't agree with all what's happening in the military. They really don't. By the way, Luke Rockwell published a really good article this weekend. We posted it on the Health Masters website as far as the news site and it says, and also the instant, our Telegram site. It says the mRNA vaccines are the silent weapon, and this is by Dr. Igor Shepard. And he was talking about how he was in the Soviet Army under the strategic rocket force, and they worked with bioweapons. He says, under Soviet rule, biowarfare was set up to be carried out through either tactical or strategic methods. In a tactical event, the military aggressor would use biological agents during a ground battlefield agent against enemy troops. With strategic warfare, the civilian population would then be the main focus of destruction. Bioagents such as bomblets, like little exploding bombs, would be dropped onto large population areas using cruise missiles or through aerosol dispersed off aircraft. This type of silent warfare allowed the enemy to quickly take over a country's infrastructure and the economy and incapacitated the population without a messy, drawn-out military invasion. Remember what I told you? They're always going to use bioweapons. I mean, let me ask you guys a question. If you have the ability to basically nuke the United States and destroy it, I mean talking about putting it to rubble, turning everything into a glass parking lot, nothing left but a deserted nuclear wasteland, okay? Or you have the ability to drop bioweapons into the United States and leave everything intact, including the 5G technology, and be able to come in and take over the existing infrastructure, which is better. Obviously, the second choice. That's why I said all of these websites that are telling you, continually bombarding you with the fact that we're going to have a nuclear war, it's fear porn. Many of these websites, you know, book all, you know, say all kinds of stuff from, there's several websites I don't follow. Uh, one of them is Hal Turner. Another one is Neon Nettle. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them like that. Now, I'm not saying that these guys don't occasionally have really good stories you can vet, but in the vast majority of cases, when I try to vet stories from these two different websites and a whole bunch of other ones, what ends up happening is I can't vet them. In other words, I can't find another listing anywhere on the line that's saying what they're saying. So I'm not saying that what they're saying is not true. I'm just saying I can't vet it. And so what ends up happening is we can't get information out there that's legitimate that we can vet. So that's a problem. 
So it's really important. Be, be very, very careful. We can't be following fear porn because a lot of the websites that promote and post these types of websites, they're doing it because they want their clickbait because they come up with some sensational title. And it's not just these two I'm picking on. It's all kinds of other ones that do this. And the problem is, is that, you know, we can't vet what they're saying, but they get the clickbait and then they get a higher Alexa rating. And many of these websites who promote these things are using advertisers and these advertisers can't. Uh, they're basically telling the advertisers they have X amount of click rates because of what's happening with these sensational headlines they post. So be very, very careful. By the way, this, I'm going to continue with the article. Messenger RNA technology in COVID vaccines is not new, even though our leaders have been spinning this mistruth since day one. The Soviets began developing mRNA sequencing almost four decades ago. They were the first to develop designer bioagents under a classified program called Project Factor, one of the many classified programs using recombinant DNA technology known as DNA genetic engineering. Their gene sequencing included messenger RNA and carried the capability of creating horrific epidemics against enemy populations, even severe and debilitating multiple sclerosis. DNA is the molecule that contains the genetic code of organisms. The molecules within the cells make a specific genetic codes. Through lab-created modified pathogens using DNA or RNA, Soviet scientists decided to basically pretend like they were God by plugging genes and combining segments of DNA from one type of organism into another type of organism. This reprogramming of the immune system sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because it's exactly what they're doing with COVID-19 kill shots. They're doing this exactly what they do. It says, the final result, though, has altered the body's natural responses and dangerous pathological immune reactions are induced, including systemic inflammation and stimulation of auto-reactive autoantibodies, resulting in cytokine storms and or death. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm going to post this article for you guys because it's so important that we understand this, that we know that these guys have the ability to do this. Now, here's another part of the article. Should we basically believe that our leaders, when they insist that they've secretly patented these vaccines and that they're safe, even after knowingly receiving reports of the COVID-19 vaccinations resulted in injuries and deaths caused by blood coagulation, pathological thrombus formation, Bell's palsy, cardiac disorders, heart inflammation, neurological mayhem, paralysis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and numerous miscarriages? The creator of the COVID-19 vaccines expect numerous injuries and fatalities ahead. The evidence of global warfare is everywhere. The communist pattern pandemic responses forced on free America is inconceivable with the resources being done by China. Messenger RNA technology, because it involves genetic engineering, can be used in any COVID or flu vaccine today for rapid global depopulation through sterility measures or immunological complications. For racial extermination, to modify human sexual composition and create non-genders. You hearing this, friends? For behavioral modifications or to undergo chromosomal integration or insertional mutagenesis, leading to random insertions of genetic codes into the host of cellular genomes, inducing tumors. The idea of vaccines as a dispersal method to annihilate or debilitate Billions of people unknowingly without their consent is a brilliant strategy of warfare. The very means with which should help eliminate 
a pandemic and save lives is instead used as a kill device. So what they're saying in this article is that Russia and China developed this mRNA technology as a bioweapon, and now they basically released it on the population of the planet, or they can come in and attack the ovaries and attack the testicles and create, how should I say, (laughs) hermaphrodites. You think, well, this is just absolutely nuts that this is actually going on and that people are actually doing this and actually following through with it. Yes, I know. I know it is. And, you know, the sad part about all of this stuff is that if we don't get a handle on this and realize that it's the Kabbalist group that's been doing that, it's, it's basically it's the Kabbalists that have done this, the guys from Shabbat Lubavitch, the guys that blit, they're, they're a doomsday cult. But they want to create a pandemic to take over the planet to bring out their Messiah. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Daily Mail has another article. This is going to blow your mind. I pledge allegiance to the queers. California's teacher sparks outrage by getting students, little children, to pledge allegiance to the gay pride flag as the school board launches an investigation. Christian Fitzen, P-I-T-Z-E-N, posted a TikTok saying the American flag made her uncomfortable, so she got her students to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay pride flag, the one she had hanging instead in her room. She then implied that she lost the American flag on purpose, prompting the school district to open an investigation. She was a high school English teacher at the Newport Mesa School District in Orange County, California, Pitson sparked outrage with the move, with many asking why. The Post received a host of polarizing reactions, and some commended her way. Others questioned why she lives in America. Now, I watched this woman. She's a real sick witch is what she is. She's getting these young kids, these high school students, to recite this. Now, why is this a problem? Well, because when you get into the school system, and you have the authority because you have the ability to give them an A, a B, a C, or a D, or grades, and you decide to use your ability to force them to do something to make sure they get a decent grade, that's a problem. It really is because that's strict coercion. So do I'm not going to get an A in your class if I don't want to tell you that queers are okay? Hmm? Is that the problem? And see, and this is why I came against it so hard starting two weeks ago, and I pulled the gloves off, and I said, I'm done. Because all of this stuff is so important that we stand against it now because we gave them slack and the churches have given them slack and they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and pushing the agenda harder and harder and harder because we allowed it to do it. And here's the thing. One of the big reasons this has happened is because the churches have gotten compromised. They really have. I've talked about this a hundred times on the show. But this just the latest news just came out. It said that. Now Hillsong founder Brian Houston has been charged with hiding his dad's child sex crimes. His father was a hardcore pedophile who raped little children and uh, a seven, seven-year-old little boy. Unbelievable. And Brian basically covered it up. I guess he didn't want his father to be you know, tried for it. And you know, The guy's been dead now for a bit, the father. But authorities in New South Wales, Australia, have subpoenaed the 67-year-old reverend by way of his attorney on Thursday afternoon. And he is due to appear in court on October the 5th. So he's basically now being charged, and it said he could get multiple years in prison for covering up his father's pedophile activities. Now, I'm not saying that Brian Houston is a pedophile. I've listened to the man speak before, and he's a pretty macho dude. But the reality is this. You know, look at his guy, Lentz, in New York City, who was having you know, multiple affairs. 
while he was the pastor of Hillsong in New York, who basically their nanny has now come forward and said that, you know, he was basically sexually, how should I say, being provocative with her, but he never kissed her or anything else, which is all weird to me too. But the reality is, is this. They had homosexuals on the platform. They knew they were gay singing in New York City. How much of a compromise are we going to take in the church of the living God through Jesus Christ? I mean, how much are we going to do? And this is the problem that we have, isn't it? These churches have come in now and have, because of the, how should I say, political correct movement that we've had in the United States, compromised their message for the sake of obtaining and retaining larger and larger amounts of giving units to let them hear what their itching ears want to hear her rather than hearing the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we all need to be repentive and change our life and rely on the Holy Spirit to do better. Guys, this is a major issue here. we got the Marine Corps colonel basically being chastised now, lost his entire pension, by the way, which is could be millions of dollars for him. This is crazy that this is actually happening to this guy because, see, had he not resigned, he would not have been able to speak because they're held to a very high level of, how should I say, security clearances. This is exactly what Patton, the four-star general, said. He was inherently wealthy from his family. He said he was going to resign his commission so he could go out and tell the truth of what was happening in the European battlefield during World War II and how the Germans were killed or destroyed and we had fought the wrong enemy and we should have gone after the Bolsheviks. That's what Patton said. You can fuss at him. But, guys, here's the thing. Once these high-level bird colonels and these high-level generals start talking about what's really going on, are they going to allow them to talk? Or are they going to be suicided? Oh, that's right. They killed Patton, didn't they? Everybody still nobody believes that Patton was in an accident by you know by accident. They, they they actually caused the accident to happen and basically gave him really poor medical care in the hospital, which killed him. That's what I believe. A lot of other people believe that too, because once these high level people you know start talking, like Kobe Bryant has communion, starts getting right with Jesus, suddenly his helicopter flies into a pilot controlled. <laughs> You know, trajectory right to the side of a mountain, a helicopter now. All he had to do is push one switch on the helicopter. It says hover, pop it on, and it'll sit right there. It won't even move. It'll stop and hover, and he could just raise the altitude if he wanted to get out of the fog. But that's not what happened. So strange. That whole story is strange. But, guys, listen to me. Our life and our hearts and our minds have to be centered on Christ Jesus, period. They have to be. You know, if you're not in a church that's teaching you what I'm teaching you on this show, you need to reevaluate where you want to go. It's very important. It's very, very important that we all work together as Christians to bring back true Christianity because God is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith through Christ. And without him, we have no hope. For through Christ, all things are held together. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Absolutely. And it was interesting while you were talking, I had another Another individual, another friend of mine texted me up and basically asked me about the video I sent him yesterday with everything shut down. And he was, uh, he said, dude, I'm seeing the same thing over here in Tampa. And he said his wife basically works with a uh, retail company over there and she hasn't had a single applicant in all the job listings she has open right now. Not a single applicant since January. Nobody's wanting to work. They're, they're building a socialist country right now, right in front of our eyes, which means we have to realize it's happening. We can pretend it's not, but this whole playing the game and saying, oh, we'll just keep getting the shot. If you guys have seen now, I finally got the text last week. I forgot to bring it up. So I had so much other stuff going on of the HR Bill 4980, 
Remember how the title of the bill is basically to direct the Homeland Security through the Department of Transportation Security Administration to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport in the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19. And here you go right here, the last definition of it. In the act, the term fully vaccinated against COVID-19 means receiving all recommended doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that is licensed of a public health service act or authorized for emergency use. This isn't going to stop until we make it stop. I don't understand why people haven't grasped that concept. They're now saying in Israel that if you've gotten your shot now, I think before February or March, you're no longer fully vaccinated. That's right. You you did your little part. You're a good little peasant over there. You decided to get both your injections, and you're fully vaccinated. But, eh, sorry, we changed our mind. You're not fully vaccinated now. You have to get your booster shot. You guys saw Fauci came out the other day and said that now we've definitely decided everybody needs a booster shot every eight months. And then bumbling buffoon Biden, I guess he, he wandered out of his room again. He got up and said that basically he talked to Fauci, and they're saying now that they need to have a booster shot every five months. So every five months, you got to get another booster shot. You got to get another shot, guys. Got to get another shot. Got to get another shot. Got to get another shot. Until everybody's so sick and so completely and totally unhealthy that they're just going to be able to pretty much either kill everybody off or control everybody. I've told you guys before, almost every single person I know that's got the injection that I've talked to now, they've told me either A, they've had horrific side effects from it, or B, they don't feel right after getting it. And they just, they're continually fatigued, continually tired, can't get caught up. It's like, and they said it never changes. It's like having a cold that never goes away. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, why don't you go get another booster shot? No, that, 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 that was heavy. Well, yeah, well, if the, if the booster shot will make me feel better, I'll go get the booster shot. I'm like, okay, you go do that. <laughs> it's asinine. And it's so crazy to me how many people just keep following the line because they're told to do so on CNN. And this is what's boggled me so much. And this, if they, if they try to pass this bill, which, Grant, I doubt it'll get through because, I mean, it's a House bill. Make it through Congress. I don't know if it'll get through basically the Senate. Um, but it may, I don't know, with this whole Homeland Security bill, maybe a little early in its time. They may have to wait another year or two to try to roll it back out. But again, this shows you, this bill right here shows you where their agenda is and where their goal is. They want to make sure you do not have the ability to do anything without having these injections. The next thing will come down to, it'll be renewer of your driver's license, renewal of your driver's license. That'll be the next thing. Uh, you got to show your vaccine passport in order to get renew your driver's license. Wait, what? I'm not going to get a shot to get a driver's license. Yeah. Well, or you're going to drive on an expired driver's license. Guarantee you that's where they're going to take this. This doesn't end until we make it end. Everybody has basically failed to understand that concept. This ideal, this idea that basically we can just passively go along and it'll be okay. It's for everybody's protection. You know, if people want to get it, they can, but you know, it's just everybody needs to be able to just get along with it. My friends, ideals are peaceful, but history is violent. This only ends one way if we don't stop it now. I, I can't say that any more succinctly. This only ends one way. Because the longer people keep complying, the more they're going to keep pushing, and they're going to keep pushing, and they're going to keep pushing. It's just like I said with the SEMA Auto Show. How about we just don't go? I mean, I already had my hotel room booked out there. I was already ready to go. 
I wouldn't, I was going to end up trying to fly with a buddy going out there. I was like, okay, we'll go out there, be a blast. No, I'm not going to do it. The only way this ends is when we stop supporting and we stop giving money and we stop attending the events that are absolutely violating our rights. The same thing like these football games. These football games wanting people to show their vaccine passport or their negative COVID test. No. Well, you, well, you just got to wear a mask. No. No, 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 no to all of it. Zero. Zero compliance. It's funny. I had somebody ask me the other day. They said, well, I know your stance on the shot. You know, and I'm pretty much the same with you. Now that you've had this new variant of uh, COVID or whatever is they're rolling out, like as Dad said before, quite frankly, this is more of just a, uh, a lab-made bioweapon. They're continuing to update and basically make stronger, in my opinion. That's all it is. COVID's just the term that's got everybody's ears perked now, and it's a it's basically a, a hot term. It's a hot word. And so they've used it now, but it was, this is not even anything that the concept of COVID and the uh, SARS COVID two, to me, I think we're so far beyond that idea. What they're doing now is just pure bio warfare with gene therapy, this injection. COVID's just the, the name that they put on everything now. But they said, now that you've had it, would you get the shot again? I said, well, it was, so it put me on my butt for about two to three days. I had a rough time. I had to sleep a lot. I said, I'd catch it over and over and over again before I ever got that shot. He said, really? I said, absolutely. I said, it was horrible. I said, but it's not any more horrible than RNA gene therapy that goes with me the rest of my life. I said, we don't even know what's going to happen. I saw the article from a couple months ago where Pfizer was demanding that Argentina and Brazil basically start, start giving them huge amounts of collateral in order to get the shot. And they, they wanted complete and total liability exposure removed from themselves and that I, I that Argentina and Brazil had to go out of their way to get insurance to cover any of the lawsuits that occurred against Pfizer and Argentina and Brazil had to cover all of the lawsuits and all of the issues that occurred the, from basically negligence and so they they rewrote it and said okay We'll cover this and we'll cover this if it wasn't gross negligence on Pfizer's part. Pfizer came back and said, no, that's unacceptable. We want 100% immunity. No matter what happens, it cannot come back on us. You have to eat everything, and you have to put up governmental collateral, national collateral. We want basically banks. We want military bases. We want collateral, period. And they said, okay, how about you guys go kick rocks, <laughs> which is exactly what I would have said because it's not like – don't get me wrong. Argentina, they're not known for paying their bills on time, and Brazil is a little iffy too, but quite frankly, it has nothing to do with that. These banker boys that are on the heads of the boards of these pharmaceutical companies, they are absolutely, absolutely bent on dominating and controlling – all assets and all resources of every country. It's not about having money anymore to these guys. It's not about having four or five or six billion dollar yachts. They already have that. They, that doesn't even excite them anymore. They get off on owning people and owning countries and owning resources. That's where these guys go. That's, that's their level. When you're this level of a banker and you start owning this stuff. And so to them, they already know what's going to happen. They already know the lawsuits that are going to ensue over the coming years when people start having horrific side effects due to these shots that they've been getting over and over and over again. And they know that Argentina and Brazil are not going to be able to come up with these payouts for these lawsuits and that if they're immune, 
that they're going to have the ability to come in and say, okay, well, if you guys can't pay for it, Pfizer will come in and we'll, we'll help cover the lawsuit, but you're going to have to, uh, you're going to, you're going to default on those military bases and those banks, you know, just, just letting you know that. Oh, kind of like they did to Venezuela, kind of like how they made sure that Chavez never got his gold back that he wanted, kind of like what they've done to almost every African country. Yeah. This is what they do, kind of like what they did to Libya and Syria and Iraq and Kuwait. The list goes on. They control and own everything because they get in through the banking systems, and they know how to create wealth through nothing. It's called money magic. It's called manipulation, and they're fantastic at it, and that's why they're doing this now with the injections. This injection from a eugenics globalist banker standpoint is one of the most brilliant things you've ever seen in your life. You create something that's unbelievably toxic. You then get the government to steal money from the populace through taxes to pay the pharmaceutical companies for the injection that nobody needs and nobody really wants. So they automatically get paid. You then make sure that there's laws in place that nobody can sue the pharmaceutical companies for when people basically die or have horrible events from getting the shot. So they get paid for something that they make that makes people sick, that makes people come back into the hospital and continually increases the healthcare industrial complex. <laughs> and then you get people to basically voluntarily get the shot that's going to kill them or make them sick that's going to put them in the hospital. You could not plan it any better if you were an eugenicist. I mean you couldn't do it. They, they dialed it in. And that's why I've been so adamant about telling people, do your own research on what's really going on. Do your own research on getting your immune system strong. Do your own research. You guys saw this. The FDA now basically came out with the updated CDC – or the CDC came out with the updated report from December 14th to August 20th, a total of six. 123,343 reports of adverse events from all age groups following the COVID vaccine. This also has 13,627 deaths and 84,466 serious injuries that have occurred. But hey, it's totally safe, right? It's, it's totally for your protection. You should just get the shot and shut up because it's, it's for your health. If it's for your health, you wouldn't have over half a million adverse events. You wouldn't have this level of people. And it's funny, I pulled up the list on it. Remember, this is, this is something that basically they don't even, they don't even try to ignore or hide. 74,312 of the events required emergency ER room doctor support. 55,654 adverse events required hospitalization. 393 were direct birth defects. Now, 393 adverse events were direct birth effects from the shot, but yet you had the CDC director come out two weeks ago, and I reported on this, and I pitched a fit to say everybody that's pregnant, all, pre all pregnant women need to get the shot immediately. It's totally safe. We found there's no side effects whatsoever. All pregnant women need to get the shot. And my biggest question was I said, the injection's only been out for eight months. How can you possibly even say that it's perfectly safe when the large percentage of women that have decided to get the shot have not even had their children yet? And quite frankly, I'm going to throw this out there from the reports that I have personally seen and gotten, 
but a lot of women who have gotten the injection have had miscarriages within days of getting the shot, within days. And I've heard that from direct sources. So I don't know how they think. I guess everybody's this dumb, and they just continue to buy the lie. I guess they think if they repeat it enough on CNN, everybody will just basically come through and – Say, okay, this is where we're at with it. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it, and you just need to follow orders. Uh, I say no. Also, to another news, just to show you where this is starting to go, the uh, app Open Table, which I actually know somebody's used it for. It's a pretty cool app. You can use it to go in and basically reserve a table. They have now opted in with Clear App, and they now have stated this week, that the popular restaurant service Open Table revealed it will integrate vaccination status into its app to enable establishments to enforce vaccine pass mandates. They've partnered with digital identification company Clear, allowing establishments to indicate whether the required diner is to present proof of vaccination. Customers will then be asked to create a Clear account via the Open Table app and connect their COVID vaccine certificate. If they wish to eat at a restaurant that mandates it, this is the beginning phase, guys. If you guys haven't figured this out yet, this is a warm-up session. They are just getting started with this right now. New York's doing it. San Francisco's doing it. Los Angeles is doing it. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep escalating, just like I said before. It doesn't stop until we make it stop, Dad. You know, often it's absolutely incredible that this is actually happening, and we're actually watching it in slow-mo. By the way, the Pfizer CEO says there will be three booster shots per year and that toddlers will be included. And Fauci is now saying that vaccine mandates have to be in place for young children to go to school as far as the COVID vaccine. And as yet, in the U.K., we have two-thirds of COVID deaths occurring after the vaccine. But in Australia, videos are celebrating Australia's quarantine concentration camps now and say how great they are. In addition to that, they're allowing the Australians, if they're fully vaccinated, to have one hour off a day for exercise or do whatever they want. This is unbelievably draconian and what's happening in Australia. California Democrats are trying to force vaccines and vaccine passports on everyone. <laughs> the FBI, did they finally admit that there was scant evidence of organized plot at the Capitol to hide its own involvement? Really good article from, each, from J. Edgar Griffin that you need to read. And in Chicago, a judge has stripped a mother of parental rights for not being vaccinated. It will no longer allow be, allowed to be to see the child. You know, guys, here's the thing. You know, we're all in this situation together. We all are. And a lot of you agree with me. A lot of you don't agree with me. A lot of you like the show. Some of you, I don't know why you listen, don't like the show. But, guys, here's the thing. We all have rights that we have in this country because they were bought with the blood of the patriots of the Revolutionary War against King George. So all of us have the right. But I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor. Please don't text me during a live broadcast if you've got my phone number and argue with me about what I just said. (laughs) Please don't do that. It's very distracting at my end. It really is, because I have that happen over the years, and I've had that happen multiple times over the years, and it's just one of those things that it's not something that I can try to have multiple conversations going on. I've got to be focused on what I'm talking about on the show. Guys, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. I love you so very, very much. You guys are absolutely awesome. I want to thank you again for supporting Health Masters, because if it wasn't for your support, we simply couldn't be here. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well said. And, again, thank you so much 
for getting the truth out there, getting the news out there, forwarding our show, forwarding even the articles. If you don't want to forward our show, we got all the articles we talk about just about every day, the best we can. We try to put them up on the website under recent articles. Get the information out there, guys. We are definitely starting to make a difference. And when I say we, I mean everybody as far as you, dad, me, our health master's family, our friends that are awake. We're starting to make a difference because they're starting to panic. I saw last night when I saw on social media when the SEMA Auto Show put out that article. And I mean hundreds of comments and n- almost all of them, all of them were negative towards SEMA. said, dude, I'm not going. I'm pulling out. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not getting a shot. I'm not going to prove to you that I don't have basically COVID. I'm not going to walk around and have to get tested. I'm not doing it. We're done with it. One guy made a comment on there. It was funny. He goes, well, before we get to SEMA then, we need to make sure if they're going to do testing on us, we need to make sure all employees have basically been tested for any contagious diseases. They need to make sure there's no TB, there's no HIV, there's no hepatitis. They have to have full screening, and we need to be able to see all of their medical records. We also need to make sure that they have no felony or pedophilia or child molestation backgrounds before we go. We also need to make sure that they've all taken drug tests, that we know that none of the employees there are basically using narcotics. And I started laughing. I went, that's kind of the extent of where we're going with this now, guys. This is the lunacy that it's going. If we start pushing back, they'll have no choice to comply because we're the ones who make the money for them. We're the ones that bring the customers the support, the, the finances. It's us. We vote with our pocketbook. So thank you again for the support. Be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. On the, the sale right now, we basically have the product of the week. And also, too, again, I just told you we just got the purple sticks back in stock so be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com thank you again for the support you have a blessed safe awesome night then be sure to vote for what you want to see win product of the week on wednesday i'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always